A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wasn't that sunshine nice to see yesterday? How you doing, everybody? It's the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, welcoming you into a Wednesday. And I'll tell you what, I was like a big old barn cat yesterday. I caught myself kind of standing in front of a window, just kind of sucking all that sunshine in. Glad I did it yesterday because at least for this morning, we're going to see more clouds than sun. Hopefully by this afternoon, the sun reemerges. Our daytime highs today, not much better than 10 degrees, but again, those wind chills are going to take us into the minus eight degree category. Tomorrow, afternoon snow showers are possible. Daytime highs around eight above, but the wind chill about minus three. Friday, mostly cloudy skies, nine above. Saturday, another cold morning. Snow showers probably in the morning on Saturday, four above. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update coming up. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Case IH equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, we had a sneak peek of this a couple of weeks ago. What's going to be going into Wisconsin's budget and how will it impact agriculture? From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And coming from a dairy farming family, I know this is something we're looking at, wondering how it's going to impact our industry. But Pam, you had a chance to talk with someone who's going to share how it's going to look like on the agricultural landscape for the state as a whole. Well, we hope so, Caitlin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. $43 million, that's the initial ask from Governor Tony Evers, announced in part of his biennial budget request for the state legislature to consider. Randy Romanski is our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee, and he had a chance to be on the inside of that conversation and putting together the elements of the uh, ask. I had a chance to visit with him and asked him to just kind of go through the mind frame the governor's in when it comes to his hopes for Wisconsin agriculture 2021 and beyond. The goal here is, is to innovate and support the industry and promote opportunities wherever we can. And Expanding both local 
And international market opportunities is, is a really key component of what the governors uh, put together here. So uh, we always, you know, Wisconsin uh, grows, processes, raises so much, and export markets are really important. So it's important for our state and our, our agribusinesses, our farmers, to always have an eye on the international marketplace. And so governor's going to create uh, and fund something called the Wisconsin Initiative for Agricultural Exports, and that's going to boost export opportunities for the world-class agricultural products we have going, uh, in Wisconsin. But it's also important, and, and the governor invested in opportunities to support creating local markets or expanding them. One of the things we've seen as a result of COVID-19 is that people uh, want to be closer to their food supply. They want to know their farmer, know their food. Uh, and I think it's important to capitalize on those things. So the governor's uh, funding the Farm to School program. He's creating and funding a Farm to Fork program to build those connections between farmers and, and, and businesses or entities that want to purchase local foods. He's going to be supporting the Buy Local, Buy Wisconsin program. Those are all really important investments in funding local food, food efforts and connecting people to Wisconsin-produced agricultural products. So whether it's here at home, creating those local markets, or looking abroad, the governor's making investments all the way across the board here. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing, Randy, is something that's been discussed uh, really since the pandemic unfolded. We had that uh, emphasis, like you said, about buying local, but then the difficulty of trying to buy local if it regarded local meat processors. I mean, I'm still hearing from a lot of people that got pushed back because uh, they just couldn't keep up with the demand, with the number of animals moving through. The governor is sensitive to that, too. He is, and he has is, he is, uh, been indicating that he's going to put something together to, to try and address that. And he's come up with uh, a three-pronged plan to try to bolster local meat processing. You know, what, what we saw during COVID-19, and we're fortunate, we have an infrastructure that can address some of those disruptions in, in the supply chain. And when some of these big processing plants went down, we have an infrastructure of small local meat processors that could take on some additional animals, additional hours. But even with that, these these bottlenecks were were created, and so you're right. I mean, it, it's hard to get animals in to get them processed. So we need to invest in in our infrastructure, and this will help our rural communities in the supply chain. So the three the three steps the governor's uh, putting together here are number one, he's creating a, a, ma- a meat processor grant program. Now that's going to work with the meat industry. It's going to incentivize innovation. And it's going to allow those businesses to expand their processing capacity if that's what they want to do. And we've heard from the industry that many of them are interested in doing that. Step two, in order to do that, they're going to need talented individuals that that know about the opportunities in the meat processing industry uh, and have the training that's necessary. So there's going to the governor's creating a a meat talent development program. Now that's going to specifically target meat industry workforce development and help provide the employees that the meat processing industry here in the state needs uh, so that they can continue to grow and, and, and build that workforce. And then but the last step in that process, but it's an important one, is that, and you know this, Pam, in order for a meat, uh, a meat processing facility to operate for, for slaughter, uh, a meat inspector has to be on, on, on site for that uh, activity, and we have state-inspected facilities and federal-inspected facilities, and we have state inspectors that need to be there. 
well, if we don't have enough state inspectors to uh, to keep up with the demand that's going to be out there as the industry tends, continues to grow, that could slow the industry down. So the governor's made a really important investment in, in making sure that we have the, the meat inspector position to ensure a safe, secure food supply as the industry continues to grow. Yeah, and that seems to be one of the elements that's sometimes overlooked is a lot of these programs, whether they declare it now or not, Randy, will fall under the auspices of the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. When you take a look at the laundry list of items that could be coming your way, do you cringe at all on the staffing that you've got now, the vacancies you're still dealing with, and the overall budget pressure to perform? Well, we, we do the best we can with the resources that we have, Pam, and Actually, we're really we're really uh, we're really pleased and fortunate that the governor is is providing the uh, additional resources, or he's proposing the additional resources specifically to deal with the meat infrastructure improvements. That's really important uh, because if if those if those investments are made in the facilities and additional people get hired and those plants get bigger and they're more efficient and they are operating and we get rid of the we, we work on that, uh, the, the backlog of animals that are waiting to get through the system. If we don't have inspectors on site, those facilities can't operate the, same, the way that they should. So uh, if we don't have the staff, it slows it down. Now, on the, rest of the, on the rest of the items that are here, we don't know if there's additional uh, staff resources that might be coming our way. Ultimately, that's, uh, that's something that we'll, uh, we'll find out as, as time goes on. And, of course, the the governor's introducing his budget on February 16th, and then uh, he'll work with the legislature to finalize uh, that budget. And the, the new budget will officially take uh, be completed, approved by both houses, signed by the governor on July 1st. So between now and that July 1st date, we'll find out uh, how all these uh, how all these programs get uh, situated and and what that means to our agency. Randy Romanski, along with us from the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. You know, the two other items that uh, were highlights from the governor's announcement, Randy, one of which uh, has been a constant drumbeat since the pandemic, and that's about supporting farmers' mental health and well-being. You know, if you remember early on, that was kind of a sti- sticking point down at the state house. They didn't uh, really even seem to want to talk about it. Now the governor has amplified the emphasis on farmer mental well-being and health. Yeah, Wisconsin's agricultural workforce has been and will always be essential to our, our state's overall success. One of the unfortunate things we've seen, and, and you know this, Pam, from talking to farmers and, 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 and groups that work with farmers, is that you know after several years of low commodity prices, difficult weather, trade disruptions, and now COVID-19 on top of that, there's really unprecedented challenges. And, and that's led to some pretty unpre- unprecedented and significant stress for farmers. So it's really important that our agency be a resource to farmers uh, and, and make sure that they have access to the kinds of programs that can help them uh, address the, the challenges that, that they're experiencing because they're, they're significant and they're real. So one of the, one of the um, important things the governor is proposing to do is to continue on with that farmer mental health assistance program funding that we got in the last budget. And that, that does a variety of things. It supports 24-7 counseling services for farmers, telecounseling sessions, counseling vouchers, and, and also building uh, farmer peer support networks. That's really important. 
And then the new the the new uh, step that the governor's taking is creating regional farmer mental health program uh, to uh, to programs to help farmers access mental health support services closer to home. Uh, that will help develop local and regional peer support programs and and giving counseling assistance to to farmers. Clearly, there's a need out there for services to farmers, and and, uh, this allows our agency to be that resource to connect them with the programs that hopefully can, can get them what they need. Always good to have those elements a little closer to home. That's Randy Romanski, our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee. Another element included in the governor's $43 million investment in Wisconsin agriculture are monies that will continue to flow to our producer-led conservation efforts all across the state. Romanski says if you're particularly passionate about any particular element the governor is looking to focus in on, now is a good time to start those conversations with your elected officials so they know where you stand. The full budget proposal is expected to be released on February 16th. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding an attempted homicide that occurred one year ago. On January 29, 2020, a mother and her two young children were brutally attacked by an unknown gunman in the 2700 block of Dahl Street. It is presumed that the gunman followed the victims from their residence located in Kennedy Heights Apartments. While traveling in the 2700 block of Dahl Street, the car in which the gunman was riding cut the victim off, forcing their car to stop. The gunman then exited the car and fired multiple rounds into the car that the victim and her two young children were traveling in. The mother and a child sustained injuries related to the gunfire. Madison Police Department's Violent Crime Unit is reaching out to the public in hopes that someone has more information about this senseless act of gun violence. Please visit MadisonAreaCrimeStoppers.org or Madison Area Crime Stoppers Facebook page for additional photos and video of the suspects. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Let's get up to speed on what's coming our way weather-wise. It's your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. So, uh, not a lot of change from when we talked yesterday morning. Cold. 
Cold, you're absolutely right. A wind chill advisory yet this morning for Mauston and Oshkosh. About 10 a.m. is when it ends at Mauston, 11 at Oshkosh. And it is very chilly elsewhere, just not at the advisory stage. Very strong high pressure building in. Not a lot to talk about because of that. Fortunately enough, we don't have tremendous winds, but even a little breeze when we find ourselves around and below zero makes for a very, very chilly way to start the day. The radar indicating a little light snow from southeast into northern parts of Illinois this morning. None of that a concern yet, but a low will travel off just to our south, and that's why I expect that by a bit later tomorrow, late afternoon into Thursday night, there'll be a little snow, that real kind of icy midwinter cold snow, you know, not the big wet flakes, but the light flakes could be around as we make our way into Thursday night, an inch or less accumulating, and then another shot in the arm, keeping temperatures colder into the weekend with another snow chance developing a bit later Saturday or into Saturday night. I'll have forecast details right after this. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits. And this year, member owners will receive $197 million back in patronage. Learn more at Compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, give us that forecast. Will we see any sunshine today? There'll be a little bit around there. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does, of course, start with some clouds. The wind chill advisory at Mauston and Oshkosh, and otherwise some sun breaking through, but staying cool. Only up to around 10 or 12 today with the northwest winds about 5. Wind chill still down there around, you know, 10 below, 15 below this morning. Partly cloudy overnight, chilly again, down to around 8 or 10 below. Winds out of the northwest about 5. Tomorrow, clouds develop. And by mid and late afternoon, some light snow possibility. Oh, we'll still be in the upper single digits, closing in near 10 with the north winds at 5 to 10. That snow an inch or less through Thursday night. By Friday, still mostly cloudy, a little reinforcement of cold, upper single digits, northwest winds at 5 to 10, and then that snow chance again late Saturday, Saturday night, Pam, and the cold air reinforced over the weekend, still way below normal right into next week. All the way through next week, you think? It's looking like there may be a little change late, but it's going to be a long, slow process. Wow. You know, the only good thing about this morning is the wind's not really blowing a whole lot, at least not right here. 
Yeah, and there's not of that, not any of that around the state, so nobody has that that major wind speed, major wind chill. But nonetheless, yeah, you cool. know, we're talking <laughs> ten below and better bundled up. Yeah, no kidding. All right, my boy, we'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right, see ya. Stumach Kag, meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Food labeling and consumer confusion. That's one of the topics we're talking about this morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Who better to taste test your dirt than a worm? <laughs> Tastes like grit. Say what? Grit. I said grit. At Kalani Topsoil, you'll always find the perfect blend. Our soils are mixed specifically for your lawn, garden, or landscape application. You'll love it without having to taste it yourself. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Since 1995, the Global Positioning System, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, Here we go. has been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. As a contractor, time is money. At Advanced Concrete, we pride ourselves on excellent service, like being on time with your delivery, having prompt and experienced drivers. We think you'll agree, Advanced Concrete outperforms the other guys. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. 
Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Here we go again. Are you ready for a Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, online, McFarlands.net. And of course, you can talk or text them at 608 643 3321. I'm talking about the things that will drive you batty this winter, like your windshield wipers. Why not change them now so they can really do battle with the snow and ice coming your way? McFarland's ready to help. 608 643 3321. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com we were also trying to talk about the Wisconsin Badger basketball team because Saturday was a eye-opening one when it comes to the play of the Badgers as of late. You know, when were they ranked sixth in the nation? Was that early January? It was, and they've fallen in the poll six straight weeks. So now they're what twenty-first in the nation? They are twenty-first in the nation somehow, some way. I mean, going one and one every week is going to get you stay stay in the poll, but. It's uh, it's a, it's been a gradual slide down for sure. They're four and four in their last eight. All right, so Zach, that game on Saturday was um, wow. It was not pretty as a fan watching the game, as mm-hmm. I saw Coburn just dominating down low. You know, a big big man, a true big man, and then the Sunmo just dominating. You know, just getting whatever he wants. But both of these guys are NBA talent, correct? Right. How can the Badgers compete with a true big man like Coburn and a guard like Desunmo? I know you're not going to get them, you know, night in and night out when you're playing in the Big Ten, but once you get into March Madness, like what are the expectations now moving forward? Because they're not going to be winning the Big Ten. What's the expectation moving forward for the Badgers? Well, I'd like to say that uh, the first, first and foremost, that if you're going to compete with them, you're going to need to hit your wide open shots. Yeah, which is what Wisconsin did not do on Saturday. I mean, how many open looks from three did they get? Michael Potter had a ton of open looks. I mean, it, there were looks everywhere, and they didn't knock them down. They have good enough shooters to knock them down. They just haven't been doing it. They've been over 40% once in the last eight games. We can talk about all the defense you want and all that good stuff, but if you're not hitting from outside when you shoot as many three-pointers as they do and they don't really have, you know, outside of Potter, even though I wouldn't even call him a true – he's good down there, I guess, sometimes. But he's not a true post presence. He's more of a – you know, it, that's not really his game. You have to hit your shots. You have to. You can't, you can't continue to shoot like you are right now if you want to have any hope of not just winning games in the Big Ten, but having any chance of going deep in the tournament. They have to figure out – they have to hit their shots. I didn't even know figure something out. It's make your shots, right? And 
this was the big concern. I think all year was the big concern that this was going to happen at the wrong time. They got off to a hot start. Now they're cooling off like they did two years ago. So, yeah, looking at this, Zach, I mean, moving forward, I know we always talk about that. I mean, the defense is the thing that you've got to pride yourself on because any team can go cold, right? But the Badgers, yeah, my but you can't, you can't continue to go cold for eight straight no, games. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't continuously, or, you know, eight, seven of eight. Like, that, that's going to get you knocked out of the tournament. As good as your defense, be the greatest defense in the country, even the, uh, Virginia, and you can still lose to UMBC if you can't hit your shots. So, Zach, I mean, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like, the defense you've got to clamp down on, but, my God, they're in this funk right now of shooting, and something has got to happen. Uh, is it what, – what was the stat you had to me? Was it Micah Potter had not had a three-pointer in the last three games? Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah he hasn't hit a three-pointer in the last three games. Uh, at halftime of the game the other day, him and Demetrius Trice were 0 for 17 from three over the last three. Demetrius hit a couple of threes in the second half, so hopefully, you know, for Wisconsin's sake, that gets him going. But Micah Potter needs to hit his three because his three pointers. Because if he's not able to shoot, is he is he um, is it worth having him on the floor? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he's not a great, he's not going to play great defense. So for him to be as uh, for him to be effective, for him to be uh, a guy that's going to play twenty plus minutes, he has to hit his shots from the outside. And I and I think he will. I think I still I don't I don't know if it's blind faith, but. I've, we've seen how good these guys are as shooters. We know they can hit the shots. At some point here in these last seven games, they have to figure it out. Yeah, they they definitely have to figure it out. Zach, who is – I mean, you've been covering this team, obviously, and uh, who is, like, the most premier, best premier shooter on that team right now? Right now? Yeah. It's, it's tough Tyler to – Tyler, Tyler Wall? Wall? Like, that's – I mean, and that's a guy that we thought couldn't hit three-pointers until he had those back-to-back in overtime. What was that, against Indiana? Indiana. And I, I haven't looked at the stats of late, but he's still shooting it relatively well um, since then. I'm not positive on that. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Davis also hit four threes against Penn State, so he's, he's feeling himself. But for them to – I mean, Brad Davison has to – Brad Davison's a good shooter. Mike Potter, I think Mike Potter's probably the eh, – Christ is the best three-point shooter. And – you would He's think cold. he has been, but you would think this has been a little bit of a lull now for him that uh, there's still time. Okay. Like that's, that's the thing. There, there is still time. What is today? February 10th? The 9th. Don't get too far ahead of yourself oh, now, soldier. Excuse me. The 9th. All right. Well, this time last year, this is the, this is the time that that run, that eight game run started. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Food labeling got the attention of the Senate Agriculture and Tourism Committee yesterday, and a lot of our Wisconsin commodity groups were testifying. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today is the 10th day of January. On this day back in 1964, Bob Dylan's album, The Times They Are A-Changing, is released. And that title track, one of Dylan's best-known songs. Also, happy birthday to Robert Wagner, 91 years old. Laura Dern, 54. Elizabeth Banks is 47. And here's a Wisconsin piece of history tidbit that kind of caught my attention. On this day in 1944, a Glenwood City nurse died in World War II. She was 24 years old from Glenwood City up in northwest Wisconsin, and she was killed during the Battle of Anzio in Italy. 
She was on duty by the beachhead during an attack. A shell hit the hospital, and without any regard for her own safety, she helped patients get out of danger. She died six days later from wounds that she received during that attack. Believe it or not, that woman from Glenwood City, that nurse from Glenwood City, was the only woman to die from enemy fire during World War II. She received the Silver Star as well as the Purple Heart. And now you know. Well, we want you to know that there is policy movement down at the state capitol that would put together some comprehensive labeling language for milk, meat, and dairy products so consumers would not be confused about animal-based dairy products and plant-based, quote, dairy products. Talked about it yesterday with Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline, who is now vice chair of the Senate Agriculture and uh, Tourism Committee, and had originally introduced these three bills. The Assembly passed all three bills in its last session, but the Senate couldn't finish their work. Howard Markline says the good news now, even more support being expressed for these labeling bills. You know, when I looked uh, last year at, uh, there are three different bills. One has to do with the labeling of, of milk, uh, the other uh, meat, and then finally dairy products. And uh, the co-sponsorship memos, which is, is the memo that's distributed to the entire legislature for them to sign on it, uh, the bill, um, the, uh, all, every one of these bills has increased. Milk went, uh, we had 26 co-sponsors last session. This session, we got 37. The meat bill, uh, last session, we had 23. Now we got 29. And the dairy products uh, bill, uh, last session, had 25. And now there's 35. So uh, that's that's a good sign that there's increased um, uh, interest on the part of legislators uh, to get on, on board early in the process. That's Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline. So again, three bills that they heard testimony on yesterday, one for labeling on milk, the other labeling on meat, a third labeling on dairy products. The Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association is hoping for swift action on these labeling bills. John Umhafer, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, said their biggest concern with the misuse of labels at the grocery store is consumer confusion. According to a recent survey of about 450 people that the cheesemakers sponsored, consumers are confused. We found, for example, that one quarter of the consumers in the survey indicated that there was pasteurized milk inside of a soy-based cheese. So they didn't understand when they saw that cheese that it was not, in fact, made from from milk. It was made from uh, basically tofu. And we did find in that same survey that one third of the consumers thought that uh, some of these cheeses, as they call them, made from nut products were high in protein, and yet some of those on the shelf have no protein at all. That kind of confusion is unwarranted in the grocery store. We'd like there to be clarity. If you're making something from soy, then then say that it's a plant-based lunch product, but don't call it cheese. John Amahafer, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, he says their survey also showed that 25% of respondents thought plant-based products were lower in calories or fat and that they had fewer additives, when in reality, most of the plant-based products have far more additives than our dairy products. And again, like we said, perceptions not true. 
I've got more details up on those perceptions at MidwestFarmReport.com. The uh, groups that testified yesterday in support of these labeling laws included the Dairy Business Association, Wisconsin Cheesemakers, Wisconsin Cattlemen, and the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. So we'll be watching that move down at the State House. It's tough to get moving in this weather, isn't it? It's tough to get moving in light of the pandemic. So how about you take a trip virtually? Yesterday, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, in cooperation with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, and our Alice in Dairyland program, launched a virtual farm tour featuring current Alice, Julia Nunes, home dairy farm up in the Chippewa Falls area. Beth Schaefer is the regional manager for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and explains why they decided to partner with Alice for this special virtual farm tour. But the cool part about partnering with Alice in Dairyland on this program is that she has a great reputation with our fourth grade teachers throughout Wisconsin. And fourth grade is that magic number in Wisconsin elementary education in which the curriculum focuses on Wisconsin. And so we have an opportunity to really showcase the dairy story as not just um, you know, nutrition, but also the importance of Wisconsin dairy um, in Wisconsin's economy, in our communities, whether they're urban or rural or suburban, um, if you have dairy, dairy processing, all of that is impacted. Um, so, so creating this virtual farm tour with Allison Dairyland is an opportunity for us to reach the 90,000 plus students who are in fourth grade in Wisconsin um, while safely introducing them um, to what happens on a dairy farm every single day. Um, and it fits beautifully within the fourth grade curriculum. Beth Schaefer, Regional Manager for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Again, that virtual farm tour of Julia Nunes, our current Allison Dairyland's home farm operation outside of Chippewa Falls. Available now, wisconsindairy.org backslash farm tour or go to wisconsindairy.org and look for the Youth Education tab and you'll find it there as well. Plus, I've got links up at MidwestFarmReport.com and Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Well, the markets are not so fabulous this morning. That World Ag Supply Demand report that came out yesterday disappointed traders in that we had more corn and soybeans on hand than they expected. So we're lower this morning. December corn's down three and a half right now at 452. November soybeans are down eight at 1182. July wheat's down eight, 633 a bushel. Barrel cheese on Tuesday was unchanged at a buck and a half. 40 pound block cheese dropped three and three quarter cents to 162 and three quarters. Well, double A butter went up three quarters of a cent at 128 and three quarters per pound. In overnight electronic trade, pretty quiet. March uh, milk closed 23 cents lower, 1631 a hundredweight. April milk closed 36 cents lower yesterday at 1676 a hundredweight. Don't go anywhere. The Wisconsin Beef Council stops by the studio in just a moment, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Because Farm is in our name, you know that we care about the health and well-being of your animals. We carry an unbeatable selection of superior quality bulk feed as well as probiotics, dewormers, buckets, blankets, bedding, and more. Everything you need to keep your animals healthy and feeling their best. Right now, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, when you buy any three bags of Neutrina feed, get the fourth one free. Save on 200-pound tubs of all-natural protein for cattle. On sale, just $54.99. Rewards members pay $52.99. Stock up on 25-pound bags of NutraStar Kid Non-Medicated Milk Replacer and 25-pound bags of Advanced Lamb Non-Medicated Milk Replacer. Your choice, just $39.99. And save 20% on Performance Tool Automotive Specialty Tools. Plus, check out this great doorbuster deal. Right now, take $3 off 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog or 40-pound bags of Original Cat Food. And mark your calendars for Chick Days. Coming soon, go to farmandfleet.com for all the details. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And it's time again for Checkoff Chat. This program all about focusing in on where your beef checkoff dollars are being spent. It's brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Beef Council. You can find them online, beeftips.com or social media, Wisconsin Beef Council, and also our partners at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Barns. They're proud to sponsor Checkoff Chats and ask you to visit equitycoop.com for all of your livestock marketing needs. And joining us today to help better understand where your checkoff dollars are going, Terry Quam. He's a beef producer from Lodi who just wrapped up basically the annual business meeting of the National Cattlemen's Beef Board, which basically designates where checkoff dollars go. Terry, tell me a little bit about how the meeting went. It was all held online. Tell me a little bit about what you learned about beef's movement, checkoff dollars being spent in light of the pandemic. Well, that's the big thing is everything is virtual now. You can't do a lot of your business in in person. So I really got to give a shout out to the staff in Denver that uh, has been able to transform all our checkoff work to a virtual level. And when I mean checkoff work, I mean if you look at all the programs that we've got out there from international marketing, domestic marketing, research and promotion, producer communications, we went from a whole in-person way of doing things to a virtual way of doing things. And when you look at the job they've done and the fact that, especially I sit on the International Marketing Committee, and you look at the total sales for 2020 and the fact that worldwide we're only going to be down 4% of gross sales of pounds of beef in the international market, that is a tremendous feat in itself considering the fact that when you go to countries like China, Japan, Korea, and places like that that are huge consumers of American beef, they were eating 70% of it out of restaurants. And to have those places closed and go to home sales and to be able to transition with a staff 
and make sure that everything is done virtually and to get those people the recipes they need, the training they need, the stores, the information they need, it is an incredible feat. And I got to give our shout out to those people that have done that job. Well, you know, thinking about it, I don't think any of us imagined that we could do as much as we've been forced to do virtually. So like you said, that staff out in Denver had to do a quick pivot and go into areas we didn't even know if it was really going to work, but they have had great success. No, because you you consider the fact that for every dollar that we invest of checkoff dollars in all those committees, we're getting $11.80, almost $11.90 back. And you look at the big volume of beef that we're producing in the country, and when this pandemic hit, we had a short-term stall out. Yes, because of packing plants and stuff like that. But the amazing thing is, even in this country where 50% of the beef is consumed through restaurants and 50% is done through retail, which goes home to your store, uh, goes out of your stores and goes home to your house to be cooked, For us to be able to transform the consumer to eating most of it out of their home, that is a tremendous uh, thing for our people to have gotten done, to be able to make sure that we didn't lose that marketplace to other proteins or other products. Well, you you make a good point, too, Terry, that everybody had to pivot. All those homeowners that had been enjoying eating out or, uh, you know, going to the bar or something like that, all of a sudden they were forced to try to find recipes cooking beef, using beef. And and even in light of that, like you said, the staff made sure those recipes were out there, made sure nutritional information about beef was out there to kind of keep them coming uh, and, and helping the, the consuming audience transition with us. Because the whole, what people have to realize about the checkoff, the checkoff is built about 100% promoting demand. It's promoting the demand for beef. It's not about price. It's about building demand, keeping our protein the number one consumed protein out there in America and in the world. And I think we've done a very, very good job of spending our dollars, making sure the contingency plans were in place that if something ever happened to our markets, we could make the pivot and make the change. And I think we did that because we've been able to keep demand up. Now our Our big job is to make sure that we continue this and to build higher on our demand so that we get a bigger market share because we have been able to build back demand for beef. The pounds per beef being consumed every year per capita is gaining and getting back to a level like we saw back in the 70s. That's fantastic news. And, you know, the other thing, having visited with some of the staff that uh, carries the beef message, uh, they also used the virtual world to still continue to reach out to those buyers that had relationships with us in other countries. So people don't, they should not think that any, any balls were dropped in light of the pandemic. The message still went forward. No, and I think what you saw was the amount of hours that it took to do the job was probably two-thirds higher, but they still did it. They were all staff people. They knew what their job was. They stayed the extra hours, and they made it work. 
Now, Terry, you're also one of the fortunate few that have an opportunity to sit in on some of the major meetings with the Cattlemen's Beef Board and how those checkoff dollars are distributed. Tell people a little bit, you know, you don't necessarily think of the strong beef leadership from Wisconsin until you sit around those tables. Explain Wisconsin's role in making some of these decisions. Wisconsin is lucky enough we have four people that sit on the uh, Cattlemen's Beef Board. We have Daphne Halterman from Watertown. We have Bob Mitchell from Wazika. We have myself, Terry Quam from Lodi. We just gained our fourth seat, and how you get your seats is, is based on the number of head of cattle in the your region and wisconsin gained another fifty thousand head of cattle in wisconsin this year so we were able to gain another seat so we now have fourth and that will be filled by steve springer uh down in the southwest part of the state so we have four people but besides that we're lucky enough that uh, bob mitchell now was just put on the executive committee for cattlemen's beef board I sit on the operating committee, which is the committee that decides uh, just exactly the final dollars that go to each committee for their work. And I also sit on the budget and audit committee. So Wisconsin is lucky enough to have two of the four people sitting in very high positions to help make sure that Wisconsin is always taken care of in the checkoff world. Terry Quam along with us from Lodi. This is Checkoff Chat brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars, the Wisconsin Beef Council, and also want to thank our friends at Equity Cooperative Livestock for partnering with us as well. You know, Terry, you make a good point. You hear a lot of grossing once in a while out in the country. Could be price, could be they don't uh, like an advertising campaign or why don't I see it? You know, if you're a Wisconsin beef producer, you don't have to make, a, shall we say, a long-distance call. You do have people that you're probably familiar with right here in the state of Wisconsin that are ready and willing to answer your checkoff questions. Yes, I think all four of us that sit on the Cattlemen's Beef Board will do the, do that. You know, you get a hold of us, we'll we'll fill you in and tell you exactly what we're doing. And you have the staff in Madison that I will gladly, if you call them, tell you exactly where our dollars are being spent and what our projects are. And not everybody agrees with everything, and that's part of life. But yet we go on and we support our country and we support the checkoff and uh, make sure that what money we do have gets spent in the very best manner to make sure beef is always the number one protein of choice. Terry Quam from Lodi, our guest on Checkoff Chats. They just wrapped up the annual meeting of the Cattlemen's Beef Board. And remember, four of our Wisconsin beef producers holding some uh, pretty big responsibilities when it comes to committee activity with the Cattlemen's Beef Board. So if you've got questions about where checkoff dollars are being channeled, reach out to them. We appreciate you joining us. It's all brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. Visit beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council, on uh, the social media streams. And we also appreciate our partnership with Equity Cooperative Livestock, proud to be a sponsor of Checkoff Chats, encouraging you to visit equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing needs. And that is Checkoff Chat, featuring Terry Qualm from Lodi. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. This is the 